0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And joined as usual by my You kind of sound a little slow. Almost 40 years. Sounds slow? You sound slow, like you weren't
1: certain where you were going with that.
0: Well, I'm going where we always go with that. Okay. All right. Maybe with not. you, baby. All right. All right. Um I have no idea what we titled this series. Anyway, it is a 40-year retrospective interview, whatever. Yeah, that sounds good. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, If you were part of last week's, uh, in last week's podcast, uh, Carla interviewed me with questions that I didn't know about. Now I get to turn the tables on her this week. And we're doing this in honor of... October 1st, 2023, so whenever you're listening to this, that's the date, um, we'll have been married for 40 years, yes. which I will say sounds. sounds like a really long time.
1: Yes, it does.
0: And I, I just think, you know, both of us, when we started out, I don't know that we thought about what would we be like in 40 years.
1: Gosh, no, because I think you think when you're 20-something and you're getting married, you may think you're dead. <laughs> so I don't know in that In 40 you... years? Well, I don't know. I mean, no, I guess not. But I don't really, I definitely didn't think this far, for sure.
0: No, when you start out, I mean, 10-year anniversary seems like a long way seems off. Seems like a long 40 time. years, you don't even think about it. I though. know. The typical young adult. That's so, true. All right. So this week, the format I'm going to be asking Carla the questions and put her on the spot to answer. And oh, dear. Hopefully, she comes up with good answers that make me look really, really good. Oh, right. That's okay. Gotcha. That's the
1: key. <laughs> These may be sort of skewed. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, they were.
0: All right. Uh, am I the best husband you ever had? Yes. Yes. See, that's a good answer to start with. All right. There we go. With.
1: Is okay. that the first question?
0: <laughs> no, but I oh, just thought was an extra. Okay, we there we go. All right, let's go here. All right, one of the things we've talked about a lot of times when we're couples, and one of the whole reasons we jumped into this is our expectations when we got married probably were not met. So in thinking back to that, if you can think back, when you're going back 40 years, what was the biggest misconception you had about marriage?
1: Wow, okay, um, I think and i it sounds so stupid to say this, but I really think I sort of thought, you know, we were believers, we had quote, a strong faith. We had been raised in similar kind of backgrounds. So we had, we were bringing to the table those kind of similarities. We both had, you know, finished schooling. So we were going to be able to have jobs if we needed to, (laughs) you know, and I just had in my mind sort of this very idealistic sort of, we get married, we do ministry, Maybe I work as a nurse. Maybe not. I have no idea why I thought that. But anyway, we have a family. I don't know. I just, I didn't see all the hard stuff. I didn't, I didn't expect how challenging just getting married and adjusting to one another and then all the hard stuff of life. I never factored that in somehow, some way.
0: Okay. Okay. It was obviously, and we said this before, it really wasn't the, didn't start out as happily ever after. Uh, Because real quick in our marriage, we ran into challenges, as we've shared before. All right. If you had to now, so in your reflection of 40 years of marriage. Yes. What do you think in marriage is the hardest thing to do right?
1: Oh, heavens again. So many areas. Um, Well,
0: you can say several. I won't limit you to just one thing.
1: Well, for me, I'll just say for me maybe first. For me, the hardest thing was, and I've said pieces of this, you know, in our podcast over the last year or so, I married someone that was totally opposite than I was, and again, your strengths um, were probably matched up to some of my weaknesses, or they were at least definitely not my strengths. I found that very endearing when we were dating. Um, I found all of the things about you just different, unusual, unique, but I did not realize that I would then marry you and realize that those same things I had found interesting were totally annoying. Did not work for me once we were married. It was not what I wanted. And I kind of had a, oh my gosh, this isn't what I had in mind. This isn't who what I want to be married to. And I spent so many years, Is sad news, Johnny, I know.
0: Like the, the what I wanted I to be married to, I mean, who. The but what. Okay.
1: I mean, I kind of decided I wanted to be married to somebody like me. I didn't want to be married to this person that was totally opposite. And what I saw as really were differences, I called deficits in my brain. Unfortunately, for a lot of years, because you were not...
0: Deficits in your brain? No, no, no. That you had I, brain no, deficits. No, That's no, no, what no. you're
1: saying, okay? No, I thought your differences were deficits, and I could not wrap my brain for years around the fact that it was just differences. And so I spent. You saw
0: differences as defects.
1: Yes, or deficits. Either way you want to say them, it wasn't what I wanted. And so I spent so much of our first part of marriage trying to make you be what I wanted you to be so you would meet my needs and or my desires, and that would make me happy, i.e. fulfilled and satisfied with you. And man, I, I mean, and so I think when couples, for me, that was huge. But there may be other couples that struggle with that same thing in different ways. Like, you know, I married my husband and he's this, you know, can fix everything kind of man, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, but now I find out he fixes everybody else's stuff, but I'm last on the totem pole. I never get any of that done. Or I married somebody that was this extrovert, and they were so different than me. But oh my gosh, now I realize this is hard. I don't really, you know, so I think maybe when we marry, because so many times we are attracted, I think it's part of what God's doing to bring two people together that will complement one another. But I think the the challenge is, we typically may think that our stuff and our strengths are better And so then we're trying to keep fixing the other persons. So for me, it was not accepting who you were.
0: Do you think also something you said, and this is not a question I'd written down, but I will use it as a follow-up. Do you think that part of that frustration, also you said that you were looking to me to make you happy to fulfill your needs. And my temperament wasn't allowing that to happen. And yet we know that where do we have to look to have those needs and all of where where does our fulfillment have to lie?
1: Yeah. And I spent a lot of years before God really began to break that truth through to my heart. And that was huge when that happened to realize that the deepest needs of our hearts, which are really for an eternal secure love and a sense of significance and worth. And we, Every single human being has that, and it doesn't mean that God doesn't desire that within our marriage we help meet some of those things um, for our spouse, but ultimately no human being is going to do that all the time right. And so if you're looking for somebody to make you feel forever secure and loved, to make you feel so worthwhile and valuable. They may at times, and hopefully we do for one another, but man, we are putting our, you know, putting all our hopes in something that's gonna get dashed because it's another human being that's gonna be selfish at times. We're gonna look out for our own interests more than the interest of our spouse. We don't want to, but that's the reality. So for me, that truth was totally freeing in our marriage. Probably the biggest thing for me that happened in our relationship.
0: Yeah, we already talked about last week that selfishness was one of my strong qualities. And I think... And not in a good way, obviously.
1: Well, and I think as I pressed you for more and more of what I wanted out of you, and you, to some degree, weren't able to.
0: Yeah, and you were asking me to be something that I wasn't.
1: Well, and and the other piece of that was that was true. And then probably because you did, you felt like I was judging you. I wasn't accepting you. I was trying to change you. Guess what you did?
0: You weren't, and you were.
1: I wasn't changing you, and I no, you weren't but,
0: accepting me, and you were trying to change me.
1: Oh, true and true. And <laughs> you were backing up into your cave and putting cinder blocks Shut and you, got it. Um, you you built deeper caves within the cave just kept digging yeah and so you by my temperament personality what i was doing the way i was trying to press you change you you got more stubborn and more selfish about what you were and weren't going to do so we were kind of in a little bit of a deadly kind of cycle there
0: yeah, yeah. We've talked about it before, that whole uh, somewhat what you call the fear dance and chasing after that. And it just keeps going in circles and circles. All right. Um, Zach's, Zach, our firstborn. Yes. Um, his fixing to have a
1: birthday. Life. Or just verse had a birthday.
0: Yeah. Was Romans eight twenty eight. 28. The idea that God works all things together for good to those who love him and crawl according to his purpose. Okay, as you reflect back over these 40 years, even though there were incredible hardships, some just natural, you know, children with heart defects, losing Zach, but some of them self-inflicted wounds. Yes. How do you see, can you speak and say that that verse is true in our marriage? have you seen that even through the hard things how have you seen god work all of that mm. for good
1: i mean absolutely yes um i think i look back and i have as as we all do in our lives we have markers on things that just were so profound at the time and and so deep or so difficult and they're embedded in our memory because usually they're attached to such a strong emotion. And so we go back to those at times and think about them. And I think about one particular time in our marriage that was just really hard. And I was so frustrated with you and the way things were. And it was just a heavy time. And I'm working and we've got three children. And it's it's just... Like a lot of couples, I mean, you're pulled in every direction, but we were not in a good place. And I remember um, something had happened, and I was so frustrated. I remember laying on the floor in the den and literally just sort of screaming, I don't think the children were home, and just sort of pounding the floor and saying, God, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this. This is too hard. This isn't working. And yet I knew deep in my soul that God worked in everything. And even if we don't like it, God's still doing something. And we can't see it sometime. We can't feel it. We don't understand it. And I think, man, what if I'd have just said, I won't, God, I won't do it anymore. And I'd have just thrown in the towel and said, I'm out of here. I'm going to look for somebody that's easier and has more money. Those are the two things I was kind of looking for. But anyway, um, and I, I look back now on that and I think that was a point for me where I just began to be broken. And I think probably after that, God began to show me that truth about that he would meet my deepest needs the other things I had were desires and wants. It wasn't that he didn't care about any of those. And it wasn't that I couldn't have some of those. But there's a—I was learning there's a huge difference between a need and a desire. I still desired you to do certain things. But what amazingly happened was when God began to show me that and, cha- and I changed in that way. And I began to back off pressing you. At the same time, I think God was doing some work in your heart and life, and that began to ultimately move us to a very different place. And so I look back at times, and I think about that day laying on the den floor and pounding my fist, and I just think, wow, God, all the pieces, which are just so small compared to everything we'll ever know and learn about Him, but just that deep truth of nothing will be wasted in our lives. God will, for those who love him, who belong to him, God will use every single one of those things. And man, that's a truth to cling to when you're in a dark, hard place. And we have been in some really hard places. And I just, I'm very, very grateful for that verse, it is amazing that it was Zach's life verse. We didn't tell him to pick that as his life verse; he just did. And so, it's that's sort of been a cool comfort. But yeah, absolutely, um, we have to. If we're believers, that's that's a truth we gotta we gotta lay down as a foundation. That that's yeah, God will. So I would have to say yes and yes and wow. Where I got from that day pounding on the floor is amazing.
0: Yeah, I like the idea that when you think of that verse, when it talks about all things and, you know, some things weren't of our own doing. You know, we didn't have anything to do with Zach having a heart condition and ultimately losing him. We didn't have anything to do with Cole having a heart problem. But even in the mistakes we made, that God uses those. Yeah, yeah. And he uses it ultimately, and sometimes he uses those to hold those up as a mirror to us as he does his sanctification process, but nothing is wasted. And, you know, it's, and I I guess the cool thing in our lives, you know, we're on the side of not in those really dark times of having to believe that it's gonna be true, but we're on the other side that we can see that God has used.
1: God has used some of that. And, and and to say that, obviously, some some of the darkest things, yes we are, but we also, you know, shared, I think not too long ago that, you know, this past year or two, couple of years, have been extremely difficult in our lives. And um you know, so we have days now that we're looking at each other and saying God is in this because he's told us he's in this, but where is he? We don't see him. We don't feel him today. And so, you know, I, I think for, for, for believers, this is going to be part of our walk the whole time we're here.
0: All right. So as we come somewhat near the end of this podcast and this 40th anniversary reflection um, what are your most, we'll, start, we'll go with the positive moments. Oh, dear. What are your most memorable moments of the last 40 years? Things that you will not look back on in dread, but man, that even sometimes in the hard times, things that you go back and you just really cherish those moments.
1: Um, I think one of them that is a very weird memory, um, because it was a hard time, but we we were, and you won't even remember this, Johnny, because it wouldn't have, you know, it w- wouldn't have resonated with you, but we, Zach had just died, and we were, <clears throat> I guess a day or so later, we had, um, he died in, in California, and so we had to make arrangements and do all that, and then which is somewhat complicated to die out of state. But anyway. And so we were flying back to Georgia. And obviously we haven't hardly slept at all. And I I dozed off on the plane. And which was great because I so needed it. But for some reason, you you reached over and you tapped on me, you patted on me. You just touch me, and it and it awakened me. And my initial response was, you know, because sleep is the only relief you have, because your grief is so overwhelming, and so you're you're glad to be asleep. And I'd hardly been able to sleep, and you touch me, and it woke me up. And a part of me immediately was like, oh, you know, why do you do that? And then. In that, though, the next thought was, I was so grateful that you touched me, that you were there, and that as horrible as where we were at the moment was, I was so grateful you were there. And I don't know why that just sticks out in my mind so strongly. So um, that's kind of a happy, not happy, you know, kind of sad strong emotion when I think about that. Um, I also think that you were when I think back just sort of, you know, the the flash, if you would, of, of 40 years, one of the things that was an awesome thing in our lives that even when you and I were struggling at different places, and let's be honest, the struggle was usually more on my side. Because you weren't struggling as much with me. I was struggling with you. And so you were usually, unless I was throwing something at you, you were like, okay, you know, we're good. And so, but one of the things that I always knew, two things, was one, I really did know you loved me. I really did, even though you had bad behavior at times. And um, you did not always do what you should. But I did know you loved me. And for that, I'm grateful because I know there's some maybe somebody listening, and you may not be able to say that with assurance. And so I, I totally, I totally, am grateful for that. The other piece was I felt like even in hard times for us, you were always this incredible dad, and so I knew that you had the utmost um, thought of what was best for our children, always. And, and that I saw a sacrifice, even when it wasn't always for me. It's later become that for me. But I saw you not be selfish when it came to them. And I saw you tote Zach on your back when he was heavy. He was never really heavy, but, you know, heavier than when he was five. And you'd do it when he was big, when he couldn't walk far. And... You were a thousand times, you know, there for our kids, and so that was always a huge thank you. Also, you know that I was grateful, even like I said, when we were in not great places, that you were still the kind of dad you were. You were there. You were present. So I would say those are, you know, a couple of the things that sort of just stand out to me um, when I just in a. In a blip of thought of 40 years, um, what I think about. Did I answer that right?
0: I have no idea, but you answered it the oh, way okay. you did. Sounded okay. right to me. Okay. Um, well, Carla, thank you for being on this podcast. You're welcome. With us, I've enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad we'll I could you come. Back yeah,
1: that was great. Thank you. You have a nice place.
0: Uh, Man, 40, 40 years is. Man, something we're celebrating. And I will say that we are where we are now because of man, God's incredible, amazing grace. That even when we did things wrong, that God kept us together and carried us through. And some of that was the foundation that our parents laid in us and a lot of other things like that. It was it's almost like sometimes i think in spite of ourselves
1: <laughs> in spite of our stupidity at times and yeah. as you said um some of our own self-inflicted things um god used that and and it's part of what gave us a heart and a passion to help other couples cuz we really do get struggling we really do get You know what? We laughed. I think at the beginning when we started doing podcasts, and we said we haven't made every single mistake a couple can make, but we probably hit a heck of a lot of them. them. And and so we really do get it because we've lived it. But we're also we've also lived to say, again, man, when when we put things in place that help us learn how to love one another, and how to do marriage well, it really can be a different journey.
0: Amen, sister or wife. I guess you're not <laughs> a sister wife either. Uh, folks, thank you again for being part of this journey. Uh, as we celebrate 40 years, we look forward to 40 more.
1: Oh, heavens.
0: I'll only be... Let's not
1: go into what we'll be. It's, let's just leave be, it at that.
0: I'll have just passed the century mark. Yeah, exactly. That's good there. enough. Yeah. Hey, I still feel good. Uh, so, I love you, and I'm glad you've stuck with me for 40 years, and I really do hope you'll be with me for the next 40. Okay. And we'll see where we are then. <laughs> yes, we will. We will have another podcast <laughs> on that one. <laughs> And so with that, uh, we just encourage you, wherever you are in your marriage, wherever you are on your journey, hey, keep on forging.